Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. You're doing? You got to stretch. You got to stretch. Stretching is about becoming extended in length or breadth or both, to extend over a continuous period, to become extended without breaking, to extend one's body or limbs, to stretch a point, to extend the legs, to walk in order to relieve stiffness caused by prolonged sitting. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are in and through our life. We dedicate this service to you, Father God. I thank you that every word that comes out of my mouth is ordained by heaven. In Jesus' name, we thank you for every person here. Bless them. Amen. How you doing, church? Isaiah 54 and verse 2 is our scripture for this year. It's about enlarge and about stretching. And it says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities inhabited. You know, in exercise, stretching is so important. It's important about getting ready for what is to come. It's about planning for what you're about to do. It's about planning and preparing for the future so that you don't injure yourself and cut short what you need to do after that exercise. It's about thinking about the future and doing things now to be ready. Stretching actually protects your strength. And stretching is a real common part of preparation of exercise. So I thought that we should all stretch together. So why don't you jump on your feet? Corey, why don't you come and help me? Michael, can I just grab that microphone, please? Everyone on your feet. So Corey, is there like a scientific reason? Like what happens to your muscles? And I know these questions without notice. Um, (laughs) What happens to your muscles when you stretch? It gets restored to the place it's meant to be. Yep. Yeah. Because you do sitting down for so long, your muscles tighten up, your hips tighten up, you end up in the wrong place, and you, yep. like, you walk around like this all the time, something yep. like that. So you get back walking the way that you're meant to walk. Yep. You walk stronger. Yeah. Cool. Are you going to leave us in some stretches? Yeah, let's go. Awesome. Let's go. All right. Cool. All right. So we just reach for the sky. That'll be our first one. Just one arm up, just reaching for the sky. Lean your body towards the left. Let your hips just, just stretch out. Yeah. Oh, the other left. Yeah. Oh, cool. We'll swap over. We'll, we'll do it opposite. Let's go to the other side. Reach for the sky. That's it. Don't forget to breathe. My tennis coach always says, as long as you're breathing, you're doing something right. So let's start with one thing and then let the rest just come from there. Cool. Touch your toes if you can. We'll head down that way. Or no, your knees. No. And knees is okay. It's all right. <laughs> cool. Couple of side lunges. Oh, Drop your knee down. Lunges are good. Cool. Lunges are good. Awesome, awesome. And the other side, you've got to have balance. Balance is important. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Let's give Corey a round of applause. Thank you, Corey. You can take your seats. You know, faith and preparation uh, go hand in hand. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1, and Jesus tells a parable about uh, the virgins. He says in verse 1, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. And those who were foolish took their lamps but took no oil with them. 
But the wives took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. And those virgins arose, trimmed their lamps. And the, fool, the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there not be enough for us and you, but go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterwards the virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Got to be prepared for what is coming every single time. And stretching is about that. And tonight is not just about exercise and all that sort of stuff. We're going to have a little bit of fun tonight. But it's about thinking about your future, thinking about the things that you need to do now to actually prepare yourself for the future. We're going to talk about four things that we need to stretch. And the first thing that we need to stretch is we need to stretch out our faith. I love this story in Luke chapter 8 and verse 43. It says, now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him, master, master, the multitude strong and press against you. And you say, who touched me? And Jesus said, somebody touched me. I perceive power going out from me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, and she, decided, she declared to him in his presence and all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Let's set this picture a little bit. You've got Jesus walking down the road, and we know that he's on the way to go and heal a little girl who has been sick, if you continue reading either side of this story. And there's this lady who has been so sick for 12 years. And not just sick and being able to get help, but she spent all her money. So we'd imagine she's probably living on the streets or living in a pretty uh, distraught situation and where she is in her life. And she's just like, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I don't need him to lay hands on me. I don't need him to acknowledge me. I just need to touch him. I just need to stretch out my faith. I just need to stretch towards the healing and actually get that. Your miracle is beyond your stretch. It's just beyond your stretch. That miracle is right there. It's about going, you know what? He is really good, but what if I go to here? What if I do something different? What if I change something and actually stretch towards where your miracle is? Peter had to step out of the boat to get his miracle. He never would have walked on water by staying in the boat. He would have stayed on the edge and we probably wouldn't even know about the storm and everything that happened that night. But we know about it because Peter took a step. Peter stood on the edge of the boat and Jesus said, come. And he went, really? And Jesus like, come. And he took that step and the miracle was in the step. The miracle was Peter moving towards Jesus, stretching towards Jesus. We know in that story as we read on that he takes his eyes off Jesus and that's when he starts to sink. Keep focused on your miracle. Keep focused on the direction of where you want to go. Make sure that you're always looking towards where you are. Make sure you know exactly what that plan is. Know the direction that you want to go for your life. Trust that God is taking you in that direction. Pray prayers like, God, open the doors that need to be opened. Close the doors that need to to be closed. Michael referred to it before. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Believe I believe that every single person here, you're a good man and a good woman. And God ordains your steps. He leads your steps and he guides you. It's about sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping is a godly principle. That's why it works. 
That's why it not only works in here, in church life, where we talk about our tithes and our offerings and what happens there, but sowing and reaping also happens. People speak about it outside the church. They know that it's a principle. They know that it's real. By living a generous life, we know that good things happen, not just so that we can feel good about ourselves, but so lives can be impacted, so that lives can be changed. The second thing we want to stretch is we want to stretch our capacity. We want to be able to do things that we haven't done before. And I've got another person who's going to come and help me, but you don't have to do anything this time. Why don't you make Nikki Blaine welcome? Here you go. How are you, Nikki? I'm good, thanks. Hi, good. So those of you who don't know, this is Nikki Blaine. Uh, she's one of the lead dancers. I'm probably just giving her a promotion. I know she's not the principal dancer, but she's kind of up there <laughs> for WA Ballet. Uh, they're in their season at the moment at Ballet and the Quarry. Kylie and I will be there on Friday night for our delayed Valentine's Day date Excellent. night. Um, unpaid plug. Um, so how long have you been dancing for? Uh, 22 years. 22 years. So there's, you, you know, you've... You, you understand the principles of your body and physics and all that sort of You'd thing. You hope so and, by now. Yep. 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 And how good stretching is for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is there something that you kind of, you need to be able to stretch before you do it? Like, can, like Corey got us to touch our toes before and yep. some of us were like struggling at our knees and I kind of got, but can you touch your toes? Yeah. If I stretch enough, I yep. can get my elbows on the floor. Really? Yeah. The stage is yours. All right. Well, this is where I'm at before I stretch. Yep. Sort of like here. That's kind of it. <laughs> That's it, when I haven't stretched. When I haven't yeah, stretched. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do, do you need to stretch? Yeah, a bit, yeah. Do you want to, okay, should you and I do a stretch? Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. So if you, you just watch. come down on your knee like this, yep. yeah. Can you just grab that back knee? Can you just stretch out your, <laughs> yeah, your quad there? Yeah, great. Oh. That's good. Yeah, like yeah, that? Okay. Oh. Ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. The next one. So if you just stretch out this front leg, it's really it works even better if you turn it out. So if you do a ballet foot, yeah, great. Now you're gonna take is this, this position one or position two. This is I don't know. <laughs> That's all oh, first position. First position. Now if you take your opposite hand, yeah, and you wrap it around your leg like this, and you just that's a good one. Yes, that's it. Good. Now. Oh. <laughs> Now, are you ready for the last so, one? The so what, what time's call time on Friday? Um, six. Six, yeah. Yeah. So then that's your next, that's your final stretch there. No, no there okay, are some things you? that <laughs> my body was not designed to do that. <laughs> and so, what, so can you, so now, would you be able to put your elbows on the floor? I think so. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Good on you, Nikki. Give Nikki another round of applause. We read before that stretch reveals unrevealed, sorry, stretch unreveals. Stretch is about unrevealed capacity. Stretch is about doing something now to actually prepare you for your future so you can do something that you never thought you could do. Now, I could never do that. But with stretch and with training and with practice, those things become a part of, not everyday life, but they become easy. They become things that you're able to do into the future. And so sometimes we don't see our own capacity. Sometimes we don't see the things that we're able to do. And sometimes we need people and mainly God to remind us of who we are and what we're meant to do. I love this story from Judges chapter 6. And verse 11, we speak about Gideon. It says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abazite, 
And while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracles that our fathers told us about? Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivers us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. And the Lord said to him, I am with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Gideon's there and feeling a little bit sore and sorry for himself that they've been overtaken and overrun by all these things. But God comes, and before Gideon even speaks, God speaks to his potential. God speaks to his future and says, mighty man of valor. Mighty man of valor. I want to get your attention. I want you to talk to me. And Gideon's like, are you talking to me? Are you, you talking to me? And God says, yes, I am. I am talking to you. I'm talking to you about your future. I'm talking to you about the things that you're going to do. I'm talking to you about the places that you're going to go, the, the land that you're going to possess. Get people around you. Make sure you've got people in your corner who are cheering you on. Make sure there are people that are speaking into your future, that are speaking into your potential, about speaking to things that you're going to do. And I'm going to talk a little bit about others in just a sec. Moses said, you know, this great leader goes up against Pharaoh and gets the people out of uh, Egypt and they go and they're on their way to the promised land. But in Exodus 4, we read about Moses saying to God, but I'm not even eloquent. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. And the Lord said to him, who made a man's mouth and who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing or the blind? Have not I, says the Lord, now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you the things you will say. We are all far more capable of what, than what we think, know, or have experienced. It's in the stretch that reveals our capacity. It's in the stretch where we're able to see what actually can be done. Sometimes it's not until after the crisis, until you know how strong you are, or how strong you've needed to be, or how brave you are in that moment. The things that you swore would break you, actually shape you. How many times have you heard people say, if that ever happened to me, that would be the end. That would absolutely finish me off. If I got this diagnosis or this happened to a family member or this was something that was going to happen to my family. But sometimes those things happen. Sometimes those adversity comes and sometimes those challenges come against us and we we have to stand there and go, okay, what am I going to do now? How am I going to respond to this? Am I going to run away or am I going to go forward? And most of us, we've seen people go, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to take that step. I'm going to walk into that. And they look back and go, whoa, I never thought I would have been able to overcome that. I never thought that would have been part of what I would have been able to achieve in my life. God has your name. God knows your number. He is there giving you strength. His Holy Spirit is coming alongside you and giving you and increasing your capacity to actually see everything that you need to see, to actually be able to be everything that God has wanted you to be in your life. The third thing that we should stretch is we should stretch towards others. We should all desire to become better, stronger, wiser people, not just for ourselves and not just for our own communities, but so we can go and build similar things into other people's lives. When we go together, 
we can go further. We can stretch further. We can actually do more when we're with others. This is a hot pink stretching band. I'll come over this side for these people. So if we were to do a stretch with this, you kind of put it around your foot, what I've been told. And you can get a pretty good hamstring stretch out of this. It's pretty good. feels nice down here. But what if I got Corey to come and help me? My stretching buddy. Good old Corey. Give Corey another round of applause. He's a legend. (laughs) With others, you can stretch further. With others, you can go further. With others, you can do more. With others, your capacity gets increased. Oh, that feels awesome. Just breathe. That's because he doesn't want me to talk anymore. When there's other people there cheering you on, when there's other people on your team, when there's other people in your corner, you can stretch further. You can go further. You can achieve more. Thanks, Corey. Give him another round of applause. (laughs) Stretching together adds their faith to yours. It's amazing what happens when two or three are gathered. It says that Jesus is there as well. But they also say a problem shared is a problem halved. How amazing when people come alongside you can actually see and, and understand the situation that you're in, but actually they know what the future you want to go in. They can actually speak into that and you can go together with other people further. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. With others, your capacity grows, and that way you can handle more. There's a group of people in, uh, they're, they're kind of around the world, but I've heard about this story from America where there's these people that actually go to marathons and triathlons and all those um, extreme sport events, and they've been given a list of all the participants that are, are, are in that race, and they're listed there by number, and so they can find out their names. And they go to those marathons and those races purely to stand on the sidelines and cheer every single person on by name. They read their bib number that they've got on, and they're there going, come on, Luke, you can do it. Come on, you're at the 20K mark, you can keep going. Come on, Jeremy, it's only just around that corner, there's a water stop there. Keep going, don't stop. Carl, it's just keep going, mate. Keep, I, know, I know it hurts, I know it hurts, but keep going, keep pushing through the pain. Think about that finish line. There's people that that's what they do. They go, you know what? This is how we're going to support these people that are there. Let's be those people in each other's lives. Let's be those people that get alongside people and cheer each other on. Let's not look at people and go, oh, well, they must be doing all right and cut them off at the knees. No, let's get in there and go, you know what? You're doing a great job. You're awesome. When your friend writes a great opinion piece in the newspaper, send them a text message and tell them how great it is. When you hear about someone's business, they get a great contract, encourage them. Don't go, oh is going to go buy another car. Good. They deserve it. They've worked hard for it. Cheer them on. Be excited for them. Actually go and support them. If you can help them in what they're doing, then go and do that. If you can give them another referral, go and do that. We should be helping each other. We should be cheering each other on. You know, we had a situation about three years ago at uh, our Leavers with Red Frogs and um, we, had a, we had a volunteer pass away on location. Um, it was a medical episode that this person had and um, as an organization, or as a leader, but as an organization, we'd actually never had that happen before. Um, and so we're kind of in the middle of this and um, 
it's involved with police and paramedics and the coroner got involved and families. He was a married man with small children and all this sort of stuff. And we've got 120 volunteers on location. And I've got to lead these 120 people through this whole incident while also not forsaking the eight or 9,000 young people that were also on location still celebrating their Leavers Week event. And how do you maintain that balance? And what happened was that I actually had to come back to Perth for something that evening. And while I was driving back to Perth and at that event, uh, my colleague who does the same, used to do the same job as me in Victoria got on a plane and flew to Perth. And his, in, he, the only reason he came, he said, Hayden, I'm just coming to support you. I'm just coming to be in the car with you, to hang out with you, to eat meals with you. And I'm just here as a sounding board. 48 hours later, we're back in Perth and the situation had kind of been resolved as much as possible down south. And we're back in Perth and he gets on a plane and goes. And people have asked me about that weekend a lot, obviously, with, uh, with everything that's happened. With, uh, they, you know, we wanted to, to kind of get some sort of process written down in place. And the, as much as it was a tragic situation, when I look back at that weekend, people go, how did you do that? And I said, actually, I don't know. I don't know how I did that. That was an experience that I nev- we'd never planned for. We never thought that we would have to have. But the next thing I say is, but I had amazing people around me. I had people that were right there with me and actually supporting me and actually wanted the best, not just for me, but they wanted the best for this young man and for his family as well. And it wasn't just him. There was, there was four of us that weekend that were kind of, we made our own team and we were just like, right, we are in this together. Make sure you've got people that will drop everything and come and support you. Don't cry wolf. Don't just do it because you stubbed your toe. Well, unless you need help when you stubbed your toe. But if you need help, the only way that we can help you is if you tell someone. You know, I, it, it really does break my heart when we hear about different things where people have gone through situations and they didn't want to tell anyone because they didn't want to bother people. Oh, but you're busy. No, you let me decide how busy I am and you let me manage my schedule but I want to help you. We want to help you as a church. We want to come along and support you. You know, uh, Michael talked about getting connected to the church. We talked uh, last week about we want a place where you can call my church. Well, my church is family. And family walk through things that are great and exciting, like wedding anniversaries, like our senior pastors today, 40 years, married. We walk through birthdays and things like that, but we walk through tragedy. And we walk through sickness and we walk through those times where there isn't provision and where you don't know where the money's going to come from. We walk through that stuff with you because we want to see you get there, but we want to see your capacity increase because we want you to be able to look back after that and go, I never thought I could make that, but there was these people in my church. They helped me. Stretch towards others. Make sure you take other people on the journey. I have people that come and sit with me and say, you know, Hayden, I want to, I want to get involved in frogs. I want to do all this sort of stuff. I want, to, I want to learn about what it is to do youth and young adult outreach and all that sort of thing. And I just say to them, the best way to do that for me is get in my world. If I'm at an event, be there. If I'm traveling, come with me. If I'm preaching in a church, be on the front row. 
actually come with me. Take people with you. Actually let them see what's going on, but not just for yourself, but to spur them on to good works, to encourage them so they can go and stretch further. Their capacity can be increased and they can impact others. Hebrews 12 and verse 1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race set out before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame as he sat down at the right hand on the throne of God. We're surrounded by witnesses. Make sure you've got people around you. Make sure you've got those people cheering you on and supporting you. The last thing that we want to stretch towards is we want to stretch towards Jesus. We want to stretch towards our salvation. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, let anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You cannot do any more or anything to be saved. God loves you. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have, have eternal life. You can't do anything. Who you are is enough. The person that God's created you to be, that is the person that God died for. Yep, there's some things that have happened in your life that aren't so pretty. You know what? God already knew about them. He knows your story. He knows all those things that you're ashamed of. He knows all those things that you've never told anybody else, but he still loves you. And that's the same as whether you're someone that walks with Jesus or, or doesn't walk with Jesus. Sometimes, you know, we look at it and go, oh, but, you know, I did that or I had that thought or I've got that sin in my life. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short. Why don't you come, Leanne? All have sinned and fallen short. We're all human. But we're all on a journey to making ourselves better, to stretching towards the person that we want to be, to actually doing things now that are preparing us for our future, to make sure that we're walking to the places where we want to go. We're actually stretching towards our miracle. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Reach out towards Jesus. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to be that person that laughs with you and cries with you. And you know, he has heard every prayer you've prayed. Every time you've put your head on the pillow and cried into your pillow and screamed that prayer, he's heard that prayer. He knows the desires of your heart. He loves you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to see you walk and live into the promise of how he created you to be. We have every head bowed and every eye closed. You know, maybe you're here tonight and you have never prayed a prayer that has accepted Jesus into your heart or maybe you've never been in a church building like this before. Then it'll be amiss of me not to give you an opportunity to meet my friend Jesus. You know, for me, Jesus isn't a crutch. And I'm not a Christian because I need help. I'm a Christian because I believe in who God is. Because I believe He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I believe that He is my comforter, that He is my help, 
that he is my sustainer, that he's my provider. And so if you'd like to pray that prayer, then I would love to lead you in that. But I just need you to lift your hand and so I know who I'm praying with tonight. And we can start you on a journey of becoming, becoming in a relationship with God. It's not about what you have to do. It's just about who you have to be and how you have to just be yourself and be who God's created you to be. Is there anyone like that tonight? Thanks, mate. You can put your hand down. Is anyone else, anyone else want to join this gentleman? Thank you, ma'am. I see your hand up there as well. Is anyone else want to join these people and start living a life for you by stretching, start their life stretching towards Jesus and knowing that he's right there. He's right there, ready for you, ready to take your hand and take you on this amazing journey. Then why don't we pray with those two people? I'm going to say a prayer. Why don't you repeat this after me? And, you know, church family, why don't we say this together and encourage them as they start this journey? Dear Heavenly Father, I declare you are the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I confess my sins before you. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to live in my heart and be my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's pray for those two people. Father God, we thank you for them. We thank you for their lives, God, not just for who they are up until now, but God, we're excited about their future. We're excited about the things that they're going to do in your name. We're excited about the things that they're going to do where we're going to be able to testify about your goodness and your greatness in their life. Father God, as they start to pray and read your word, I thank you that those things will come alive to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just while we're in this attitude of prayer, I'd love to pray with anyone who kind of feels like they're in the middle of a stretch. They're in the middle of a stretch where it kind of, it's, it's gone past that. It's feeling good. It's kind of starting to get a little bit uncomfortable. And I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to, to stand with you and join my faith with yours. And I know there's other people here as well that would love to, to join their faith together as well. And, you know, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we'd love you to have some privacy. But if you'd like us to pray for you right now, why don't you lift your hand? We'd love to be able to, to declare goodness over your life. Is there any of those hands going up? Just keep lifting your hands about those things that we're going to pray for. If you feel like you're in a stretch right now, but you kind of are ready to take that next step and start doing some exercise, start being propelled into where you want to go. There's lots of hands up. Church, why don't we pray? Father God, we declare your goodness and your grace, Father God. I thank you for your healing power, for your provision, Father God, your clarity, God, in Jesus' name. I thank you for your guardian angel protection over these lives, Father God. We're excited to testify about your goodness. God, your hand is not too short for a miracle, Father God. As these people have stretched their hand towards you, Father, I thank you that you're already at work in these situations. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand, thank Him, bless Him. Amen. You know, those people that raised your hand and uh, prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to say massive congratulations to you. And we're going to have some people come to you after the service. They're just going to be able to answer any questions you have and, and pray with you as well. Now, for those of you who didn't put your hand up, maybe you're a little unsure or you want to know more information, there's a few things you can do. One of the ways you can do that is by texting YES to 488 826 and uh, every day for the next 30 days, we'll send you a, 
a, a, Bible, a Bible verse and a prayer that you can actually just read and it just fits on the, smart, the screen of your smartphone. And it's a way that you can kind of start that journey and start finding out more about Jesus. If you prefer email, uh, then you can just log on to yes.metrochurch.org.au and you can just register your details. I think it's two clicks from there. And then the same thing, every day for the next 30 days, we'll send you an email with a, a Bible verse and a prayer that you can pray and actually start learning about who Jesus is and who He is in and through your life. And then once those 30 days end, we give you an option to keep going. You can stop at any time. Uh, it's all done in-house here. We're not going to harvest your details to anyone else. You can be guaranteed complete privacy with that as well. If you still have questions, uh, why don't you visit our Connect Hub uh, at the back of the auditorium. Uh, Pastor Bruce and Colleen shared about that a little bit before about how you can get connected and find out more about how you can make this church my church and how we can actually see you continue on that journey in Jesus' name. Amen.